opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course we know that the hard left are famously cannot tolerate any dissent. We know who the hard left are in the you know, ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, hard left wing position, hard left, the 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 hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, hard left, the hard left, 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 should be well aware of by now it's our friend Emmett Crudders what's up guys aka Roof Access who That's you right. will know from his appearance on our Neil Young two-parter yeah I heard that episode did uh, I heard it was one of the more popular mm. one. Oh, fuck, big know. time man big I heard time. that was a, a really popular one with the fans and stuff you know? yeah, for, for real heads yeah for real yeah, heads absolutely. not 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 the uh, not the casual fans not the not the, the fair weather friends well yeah. there's very little politics they can, they can, they can get fucked. Well, yeah. if if you if you hated, if you didn't like that episode, you'll hate this. Episode. Yeah, okay. So we're back to talk about Neil Young, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there's been like a bit of uh, breaking news that we've got to talk about. Um, we talked about putting this episode off after the development of this news, but um, unfortunately, 
well, no, the news is unfortunate, but f- fortunately I, I decided that the show <laughs> must go on. <laughs> what else am I going to do? Just sit being pissed off that our account just got suspended again? Right. No, we're going we're gonna to sit here, we're going to talk about the issues that matter. The issues that matter being Neil Young and firstly, just a little bit, the real politic accounts suspension. Okay, right, so we might not get a chance otherwise, so let's do this. Let's Let's roll another number and talk about some stupid rock music. This is an album, a new album, very dear to our hearts. Absolutely. Possibly, you know, biggest album of year, maybe album event of the year. No, it's not. See, See, I have a thing, so... I think Neil Young albums get taken for granted because he still writes and records and releases songs at a regular clip. Right, yeah. Whenever there's like a Bob Dylan album. I'm just, alright, I'm thinking of how like Stereo Gum didn't bother doing a write up of this. I read quite a lot of Stereo Gum just because they regularly have the music news and they didn't do a fucking album of the week write up about Neil Young's album. And yeah. I'm like, this guy's a fucking legend and he won't be here forever. They probably Fuck had some guys. like banal pop music to write about that. Oh yeah, exactly. Taylor Swift or something. Just the one I dislike is like going through like reviewing like all these shitty tunes, you know. And like Yeah, just like the week in like... pop or whatever. Yeah. Like... I just kind of think like in there's I thought lot... these like websites were started out to like resist that shit. Exactly, like... because they the whole thing is like, you know, it's not just a knee jerk thing to be like, well commercial music Music has got this massive corporate weight behind it. And yeah. they, I guess you could say Neil Young doesn't need a hand up, but you know. I think, well, my favourite band is Guided by Voices, and this has been the problem with them, like, for pretty much their whole career since, like, 1998 or something, is they just keep on releasing sick albums and they don't want to hear it, you know? Yeah. Like, no, that's the worst thing you could do for your career is keep making cool, interesting music or whatever. Yeah. Because there's going to come to a point when, God forbid, your fans or, like, the people who love your shit. Are gonna get sick of it if the quality doesn't drop or with guided by voices i guess quality is like a irrelevant question you know <laughs> with neil every album's different and every album is about like oh he had this sick idea and then he did it yeah you know i think he's a guy who just has like a tremendous fan base but most of his albums are pretty minor this isn't one of his sweeping statement albums like green dale or the monsanto no and all the better for it in <laughs> yeah, my opinion. yeah yeah i'm glad just to have a variety of songs about different subjects with different sounds but an overall kind of aesthetic yeah how would you rate it as like a 2019 album pretty high on my list i've certainly yeah. listened to it more than almost any other album this year and or... probably only purple mountains i've listened to as much i listened to that a lot I listened to it a lot, had to stop listening to it for a while because it was too heavy and then now listen to it a bit again. Does it make you, sorry, just like tangent, does it make you laugh or cry more the David Bowman record? Or like want to laugh or want to cry more if you don't Both. It's a it's a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I usually start the album at Storyline Fever track nine and then like listen ah. like nine, ten, then like one, two, three, because then it's a bit more like manageable as opposed to just being like, uh, Hello, I want to kill myself. Hey, I'm back. I still want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> you got storyline fever, storyline flu. Apparently impairing your point of view. It's making horseshit sound true to you. Now it's impacting how you're acting too. Now it's impacting how you're acting too. What tune, though? I love it. I feel. We were talking about body fit, 
he's got a new record out. That's like really thriving as like a style, you know. You might say I'm an old white guy, or you might say I'm a middle-aged white guy, but I'm actually making pretty sick music, like Bill Callahan killed it. Like... Yeah, I like Callahan's record. I mean, it is what it is. It's mm. a sprawling album. I preferred the conciseness of Dream River and Apocalypse, but it's it, it's still, you know, a really, really good album. And it's great to have him back after seven years or so. It's a vibe. I mean, obviously, Mark Kozilek is a big bet noir of this shit, but I think he's had a pretty good 2019, to be honest. He Most of the songs he put out... One were... album? Two albums. Two albums. Put out the Suicide Boys. I also want to die in New Orleans. And then he just did this one. Oh, yeah. And they're both, I think they're both actually pretty good. Like What's the new one? With Petra Hayden. I've not heard that one yet. Yeah, it's That sick. one with a Huey Lewis cover on it. The Power no. of Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of had to like second guess, like, is this a cover or is it just like some cool song? (laughs) Um, But that style, kind of the last thing people would probably want to hear these days, but actually there's some really sick albums being made. I'm looking forward to the Bonnie Prince video. It's a really good album, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I can't believe you wrote a song called The Globe Part 3, like, what the fuck, that's so crazy. I guess like Phil Elverham is also doing this kind of lyrical trips, like songwritery music. Who's well, that? Like, the microphones, Mount Erie, or whatever. oh, okay, yeah. You should listen to his new album is pretty similar to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I've seen that Mount Erie's got a new record that's getting reviewed at the moment. We should like probably stick to Neil, but I don't know. I, so this point with a lot of his contemporaries, like Bob Dylan, I, I think Bob Dylan probably he wrestles with the weight of his back catalogue. Like, mm. it's hard to just create some new Bob Dylan songs. Well, we were saying, yeah, he hasn't released an album of Bob Dylan songs in, like, eight years at this point. I yeah. Think. And if it doesn't ever happen again, that's kind of deep. But yeah. He ended on a pretty high note, and I guess he Roland was... Roland That was kind of influential on these kind of people <laughs> I was talking about earlier, I feel. Yeah, and... The last word. <laughs> yeah. And, what, and also, like, for instance, Leonard Cohen was actually quite prolific in his last few years. And yeah. I, you know, I, fuck it, let's, let's leave Leonard Cohen out of this. Another example, Robert Plant. Like, I know you're not mm. a, a fan of Led Zeppelin. I, I like Led Zeppelin, and I like Robert Plant's recent solo stuff. But mm. he put out a couple of albums of, like, very well-selected covers mm-hmm. around the same time that Neil did Le Noise. And I was just kind of... It was just seeing this Band of Joy album where Robert Plant... You know, he's a very successful tour. Wasn't he doesn't it? write. He didn't write the songs on it, and mm-hmm. he didn't. You know, he doesn't really play the instruments on his records either. And then I know that's kind of like rock. He's doing like a Robbie Williams. So no, it's fine, yeah, man. That's legit. But but, but <laughs> Neil then put out Le Noise the same year, and it was just like the the size of the Robert Plant write ups compared to like this great album of new material by Neil. Mm. I, I I don't know. I just feel like because Neil had released like Fork in the Road the year before. Yeah. Nobody is, wanted to hear about that. That's such a Robert Pollard album, that Fork in the Road. It's sort of like a goofy, <laughs> like, throwaway. I guess, what's the opposite of a breakthrough when you successfully try and make yourself less popular and make more insular and, like, difficult music? I don't know, but don't Bonnie know Prince the... Billy's definitely done that in the <clears> last <throat> few years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Although this album, because he's corresponding with the sick style, maybe it could actually be quite a big album. Well, he's back on Drag City now, so he's... Right. Because uh, he, for a while it was like he did the vinyl-only album, he did all the covers albums of, like, the, the Mekons, the bitch and fantastic Bahas bands. And, and, yeah, that's... I just started listening to the Mekons and it is as good as I expected it to be, you know? <laughs> Fear and Whiskey is a so god level good, album, man. It's like so what, one of the greatest bands of all time. That, but the sure. Bonnie Prince Billy Mekon's covers album is well worth a listen. I, I need think, to listen to that. I think 
it's got like uh, Angel Olsen and some other people on it. Cool. She's definitely done some. Oh, of nice records. to nice to bring up a lady in this discussion. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a bit kind of a bit blokey, but uh, uh, Angel Olsen <laughs> sings on a, a yeah. fair few of uh, Bonnie Prince Billy's records, and her new album is good actually. It like, is good, very good. Apparently, good. The f- f- more is it a more stripped down follow up is coming. Well, there's this this two is pretty cool, which is the demos and stuff. Oh, see, so I didn't know this two was already around. Yeah, you can get that shit. Waxahachie did that couple of years ago as well I really like that record so cool. shout out all the ladies <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we respect women big time on this show um, just to just to say you know it's like Joe Biden said the other day I think every woman is qualified to be president I was like that guy's got so much respect yeah. he's out there just respecting what a king so hard what a king what a king, what a king. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> I think everyone should be president. Yeah, let everyone get a chance. <laughs> if I, that, if that, I should be president, is everyone that, should be. Is president. that the All Lives Matters version? <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe's like, every woman should be president. Like, every person should be president. Yeah, Take yeah. that, Mr. Biden. Well, how about, you ever thought about that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, how about you stop thinking about Joe Biden and start biding your time while you're waiting? No, <laughs> <laughs> so... Crazy Horse have got a new album. Yeah. It's called Colorado, and it is the first Neil Young and Crazy Horse album in seven years since 2012 Psychedelic Pill. But in 2012, they released a different album as well, just before Psychedelic Pill, called Bump- Americana. Bumper year. Yeah. When we were ranking the 2010s Neil Young discography for fun, Americana did pretty well, I think. Like it's an all things record. considered. Oh, Susanna, Clementine, Gallows Pole, High Flying Bird, Jesus Chariot, all good cuts on that. It's it's a crazy album for listeners who haven't heard it or don't know what it is. It's literally the baitest American songs of all time, like songs from the 19th century, as you said, like Oh, Susanna. God save the Queen. <laughs> sing for verses of God Save the Queen that are no longer used but are just yeah. all about like just vanquishing evil foreign <laughs> bastards and stuff <laughs> that's crazy I guess it's like yeah, we'll it's like... kill the Irish <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, but the I... thing is is that they played like the music is crazy right it's crazy horse it's crazy horse. playing crazy music yeah which so you wouldn't necessarily expect it's, I, I might play it in my DJ set at MIT tonight for a vegans party just to really freak and no, I'm obviously not going to do that <laughs> play grime play stuff but it's just that guy like <laughs> yeah I'm going to play 645A on best... I'll put a clip of him <laughs> I actually, I'm not, I don't work for him, I'm not trying to plug him, but I did mention him in the last Real Politic appearance I made because I said that uh, Mark Boogie Boy sounds kind of like him in Human Highway. Oh, shit, okay, yeah, like, I should have yeah. put in a clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I probably I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Now, now you <laughs> it do. It's that random combination of letters and numbers. Yeah, it's, it's like I think he's named. I think he's named after a gun or something. Just, <laughs> oh yeah, just okay. Disgusting. He, like he that. did have a lot of guns in that video. Yeah, yeah. Right. So and a lot of Bibles. Yeah, well, I didn't. I oh, shit. I didn't notice the Bibles. Mm. Right. So yeah, Neil Young and Crazy Horse. <laughs> um. So in 2012, Neil he'd done this great solo album, The Noise, in 2010 with Daniel Lanois, and then there was no new album in 2011, and. Neil, as we learned from the 2012 memoir he released, Waging Heavy Peace, was actually, for the first time in his life, he found he had writer's block in 2011. Yeah. And he was struggling to get new songs together. But also he found himself yearning to get the old band back together, you know, for, yeah. for the boys, the yeah. horse. So eventually he called up the horse, they got together, and they cut the Americana album. And then, I guess, Neil managed to get together eight new songs one of which was written in the 80s one of which was definitely just a jam that they overdub vocals on she's always dancing yeah yeah <laughs> probably the same with drifting back as well but anyway they got they got some tunes together atmospheric music you know they get yeah. into you get into the groove two of which were written for the Lenoise, actually and yeah then right i was born in ontario They overcame the fact that the songs weren't coming so easy for Neil. And it's just an epic jam album, like eight songs over two discs. Both Psychedelic Pill. Psychedelic Pill obviously is like some sort of drugs album, but like Americana is a really good album to listen to when you're really fucked up because I think it's just hilarious, you know. And Joey goofy. coming round the mountain. <laughs> it's goofy <laughs> AF and weird and perfect representation of how Neil is just like well, I guess it's something to do with his relationship with weed, but it's also just like his his mind, you know. What a king! Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say about Colorado. Yeah. Do you think they named it Colorado because it was the first state to legalize marijuana, and this is like his like return to weed album after like no no <laughs> they they re- they recorded it in Colorado when, where Neil currently lives. With he lives Marijuana. in he lives in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, he does. So he's in he's in a place where weed's legal. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> from I'm California sure there's other things Colorado. about Colorado, but I don't know them. The know. mountains, South Park. Yeah, exactly, South Park, and uh, yeah. So Neil lives up in the mountains. They recorded this album at an extremely high altitude. But I just, I feel like we should just, quickly, <laughs> we should run through the Crazy Horse story. So after Psychedelic Pill, Crazy Horse did a big tour called the Alchemy Tour, mm. 2012 to 13, and then I think like Poncho slammed his hand in a door. And they had to cancel the rest of the tour. Were they trying to remake uh, oh, dun, Hey Hey dun, My Mind to the Black? Yeah. He slammed it in there three <laughs> times in, a, in quick succession. <laughs> so Poncho fucked up his hands, so they had to cancel the tour. And then they rescheduled the tour for 2014. Mm. And then Billy Talbot had a stroke. And he was replaced by Rick Rosas, who's unfortunately now dead. But that was Neil's last tour with Rick Rosas, actually who played on many of his records from the 80s till 
fork in the road, I think. I think that was his unceremonious. What an exit. Yep, final <laughs> record with Neil. But yeah, he was on the 2014 tour. And there was a couple of, not exactly new songs, but well, they were playing one new song called Who's Gonna Stand Up and Save the Earth. Immortalised by Paul Schrader. Yep, yeah. first reformed. But that was off the worst album, right? But they largely stayed clear of playing songs from Neil's forthcoming Storytone album, which <laughs> was a crushing disappointment, ultimately. And didn't feature Crazy Horse, it featured a fucking orchestra. And um, a slash a big band on certain songs, just going, that's Michael Bublé Love kind it. of stuff. Robbie um, Williams, as I say. <laughs> yeah. Checking my phone because of the Piff guy, obviously. Oh, yeah, of uh, course. Uh, anyway, where were we? Piff, not Piff, not Piff. Ne- Neil, okay, so Story time. 2014. Who's stand up? 2014, okay, so 2014, Who's Gonna Stand Up and Save the Earth? Crazy Horse version was released as a standalone download only single. I've never heard it, I should really listen to it. Yeah, again, once again, we are representing women in our discussions of music because Billy, obviously, Billy Talbot sings a lot of parts in Crazy Horse. Without him, Rick Roses wasn't a singer and Poncho couldn't learn, you know, Billy's vocal parts. So they brought in a couple of women to to sing back up for them. A couple of soulful African-American women who lent a strange dynamic to the tour. It almost Mm. came to resemble Neil's Booker T and the MGs tours at times. They started playing these... Are You Passionate era songs. Oh, okay, I haven't read yet. Good tunes, like Standing in the Light of Love got played a lot. Anyway, okay, mm. so that song's not even on Are You Passionate. Right, so, okay, we go, we're going too deep here. So, anyway, Crazy Horse... Never, dude. Crazy Horse, like, they were kind of put out to pasture for a little bit. The horse was back in the barn, and, um... <laughs> Wait, is that it? Whatever. Both out to pasture and in yeah, the Yeah, so out to it. pasture in a bar. But definitely not on the wagon. No. Um, or off the wagon. Or yeah, but <laughs> it seems like the horse boys did stay in touch. And of course, the important thing to remember about Crazy Horse is that Ralph Molina and Billy Talbot, the legendary horse rhythm section, they do play together outside of Crazy Horse, but Frank Poncho San Pedro, their guitarist from 1974 to 2017, does not. So there's... An EP of four songs that came out in 2014 under the name The Wolves, which reunites Billy Talbot and Ralph Molina with George Witzel. That was the one I was supposed to The guitarist in their original band, The Rockets, whose rhythm section Neil stole to create Crazy Horse. But was Poncho in The Rockets? Poncho was not not in The Rockets. Poncho met Billy and Ralph. And then he wrote their Requiem. That's such a part. Requiem for The Rockets. (laughs) Yeah, featuring Bobby Knockoff, the violinist from The Rockets. And also check out The Rockets album from 68 because it is killer for music from 1968. It's a couple of really heavy jams on there of scorching guitar parts and bitching violin parts man <laughs> sounds really do- I mean I love that song I know you weren't talking to me just then when you said check it out you were talking I was to, as like, well everyone yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to checking that out
Billy and Ralph also played on this record. Phil Lee and the horse he rode in on. Phil Lee is this haggard-looking, bearded gentleman who was Neil's bus driver on tour for many years. Mm-hmm. And this album also features Barry Goldberg, who I can't think what he plays on, but I think he's quite a well-known musician. Oh, and uh, Gerth Morlicks, who for many Ooh. years was... Fake name, straight up. But yeah, that clearly makes Emmett Crudder sound like John <laughs> Smith. Come on, dude. Gerf Morlicks was guitarist and bassist for Lucinda Williams for many years. I think was also her romantic part. You know, Lucinda Williams has a thing for like doomed bassists. Another great lady. Yeah. Shout she, out. Oh, she no, seriously, she's a legend. I saw her earlier this year, and I, yeah, I fucking love. I think Lucinda Williams is one of the greats of like Americana music. For sure. Of, of sort of irrespective of gender, man. Oh, absolutely. Sick. You know, of that just that sound that straddles rock and roll and country and folk yeah. and everything. Yeah. She's fucking on point when it comes Song to that m- songwriting music you know yeah and actually i think barry goldberg may have played with lucinda williams at times as well but anyway you've got this album phil lee and the horse he rode in on it's all right not much not, <laughs> i'm honestly not that into it there's a song on it that just it, it hilariously sounds so much like my generation yeah. ding 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 and phil lee said in an interview like well if pete townsend wants to sue me he's welcome to like the 30 cents of royalties he'll get yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> oh and this album also features the sticker on the front cover saying stephen stills in big letters never actually appears on this record wow but apparently Phil Lee does know Stephen Too Stills, busy so. guy on a PAC fundraisers or whatever. Just going like, we military men <laughs> are the only people who could defend our country. Anyway, so fast forward from, uh, this album's 2017, fast forward a year and Billy and Ralph were back together with Neil. and With one crazy flavour. A crazy horsey flavour. Yeah. From the Santa Monica Flyers, which was the kind of crazy horse spin-off band featuring Ralph and Billy, who played on tonight's for night, because they they put out Tuscaloosa, which is a live album from that era, and then immediately went on tour with like the same band, right? Incorrect. Okay, cool. No, nice. let's go. Yes. No. Okay. So he put out Tuscaloosa after this iteration. Oh, okay. Yeah, the horse yeah. that was. That's like, a that's great album. Yeah, check that. out Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa features the Stray Gators, which is the band that plays ah, on Harvest. Right. So that's okay. uh, Ben Keefe on pedal steel, yeah. Tim Drummond on bass, Kenny Buttery on drums, and Jack Nietzsche on keyboards. Whereas for Santa Monica Flyers, were Nils Lofgren on guitar and keyboards, who is mm-hmm. who we were about to get to. Take it away, Nils. Take it away, Nils. Right. Uh, speaking out. Harry Styles' favourite guitar solo, by the way, in a recent... Really? Rolling Stone interview, I realised I have exactly the same music taste as Harry Styles. What, Harry Styles he was like, is, a, is a Neil head? He was like, there's a bit where he's like, yeah, he was talking about Big Star, Guided by Voices, and the guitar solo and speaking out. Neil's love grin. Man's got taste. What can I say? Damn. It's <laughs> uh, my favourite shit. Alright, Neil's. Half remember that because there was in fact. I half remember everything. Yeah. 
Speaking out! In 2018, there was a live album featuring the Santa Monica Flyers. I can't remember the name of it, actually. It's You're album, right. But it's also, Neil did two tours in 73. Yeah. And this is from the first one of these albums to come out in 2018. This was from the latter tour in 2018, which was for Tonight's for Night tour. You're, ab- you're absolutely uh, Sorry, right. the latter tour in 1973, which was the Tonight's for Night tour, which incidentally was two years before Tonight's for Night came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a big fake news. You want to talk about fake news on this I podcast? I do, yeah. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> Always. But... Every, you know, like, everyone says, like, oh, like, everyone's got the wrong idea about Tonight's Tonight, which when I was 13, 14... I was definitely like, this is the shit. This is the realest shit. Obviously, I had no idea what he was talking about. Or like, hadn't even been like that drunk, you know. Like, didn't really yeah. understand the looseness or like what the looseness means or like the emotion behind it. But it's a crazy record tonight. Tonight, I know I've said numerous things on your podcast and my favorite Neil Young record, yeah. but like tonight's tonight is it's an incredible album. So to recapitulate the lineup, yeah. So they basically. Crazy. Sans the late Ben Keefe, who died in 2010. God rest his soul. They've essentially reconstituted the Santa Monica Flyers, which was, in fact, at some gigs, billed as Crazy Horse and did feature Ralph Molina and Billy Talbot. And if anyone is an honorary member of the horse, it is Ben Keefe. He seemed to be one of the few musicians who could blend in with them. And Nils Lofgren, who... Of course, is best known for, yeah, for playing guitar for Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band since 1984 when he joined to replace Stephen Van Zandt, who'd left on the eve of the Born in the USA tour. He wanted to just hang out in Miami for a bit, <laughs> get some new bandanas. To be fair to the guy, he wanted to campaign against apartheid. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that. Sorry, no. fair enough. He, he, fair enough. I, like, don't get Stephen Van Zandt's politics these days are dog shit. He's no, just fair a, enough. another left baiting liberal. But like yeah. at the time, like he he genuinely quit the band to focus more. He did do like a solo record as well yeah. and stuff, but he focused a lot more on campaigning. Sick. Um, yeah, but so that's when Nils found his way into the E Street Band. But prior to that, Nils Lofgren was discovered by Neil Young in 1970 when he was, like, 17. Mm. Like, he just kind of found Neil in Los Angeles, came up to him, was like, hey, Neil, I'm a big fan or whatever, I've got a band. He had this band with his brother called Grin at the time. Grin have got some good albums from the early 70s. Whoa, to that, uh, yeah. Produced by David Briggs, Neil's longtime producer, so he got great raw sound. Too loud in the headphones, Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil and the horse sing a bit of backing vocals on some of those early Grin albums. Cool, yeah. But then, yeah, Nils plays guitar and piano, which he couldn't play before Neil instructed him to play piano, on After the Gold Rush. And he joined Crazy Horse because their original guitarist... Danny Whitten was just all fucked up on heroin mm. by the time Crazy Horse got to make an album of their own. Very so they, draft, they drafted in, they had Jack Nietzsche who was playing keyboards for the horse with Neil live and they had Ry Cooder play some guitar on the record. I've been getting into Ry Cooder. Legendary musician, yeah. great film composer. Definitely, and, it's just cool to be appreciating his non-film music recently. Yeah, like, and like, he's well he's a historian of music, like his albums. Yeah. If Ry Cooder does like covers, I'm very interested in what he'll select. Right. Okay. Right, okay, yeah. Um, well, it's just, his style is so fucking crazy as well. Yeah, and they also brought in Nils to help out on the Crazy Horse record. And then, Listen, you know... Paradise and Lunch, I was listening to that album. That's a great record. It's so sick, man. Yeah. yeah. Can't believe I hadn't heard it before. Oh, it's really good, man. It's and great. then, yeah, Danny Witten died. The horse were defunct for a bit. Then Neil brought together 
Nils and the guys to play on Tonight's the Night. And Nils played with Neil a couple of times after that. Like, he was part of the trans band with Ralph Molina. Yeah, with the Congos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, with that. <laughs> Not the band, the Congos, who were... <laughs> but um, someone playing the with, Yeah, Joe Lala, who was Stephen yeah. Stills' percussionist for many years. Great decision made by Stephen Stills. <laughs> favourite member of... These people have been gay for a life for our country. Everyone's favourite member of Kofi Stills. The know. man Neil Young could have been. I just don't know if he's quite the stand-up guy David Crosby is, you know. But David Crosby... I literally... I hate Mayor Pete so much. Yeah. Uh, it's largely because I think David Crosby supports him. And, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons, man. But it just—I think like my hatred of Mayor Pete is making me hate Cros more. Like Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, Mayor Pete is like gaming the system in certain marginal states by overspending on advertisements just it's because like lots of people donors. just don't know who any of these people are. So they just yeah. Like, yeah, ads, ads is the fucking. <laughs> way to these voters hearts is through advertising yeah. so yeah to 2018 uh, <laughs> the, the horse basically... this is like the Irishman you know there's like oh, flashbacks yeah. inside a flashback yeah. like, <laughs> inception the, the like. horse got together to do a few shows and they were like kind of I've got a classic bootleg of this Fre- the horse in Fresno 2018 sensational set list I gotta say like Jesus yeah. Christ and Neil live streamed it on his website no rehearsal the boys sans Neil did practice together I think bit beforehand. songs such as green is blue my favorite now i've got a recording of the live stream that neil did of one of the 2019 horse shows and i believe that the version of green is blue on that 
would form the basis of the album version. Okay. Now, a lot of the tracks on Colorado are the horse playing along to live solo performances by Neil. What, from the soundboard or whatever? Yeah. Or, like, really? live in concert? or Live, live. in concert. Oh, I did not know that. That's really interesting. Because... I've not seen the film that they made called Mountain Top. No, I could have gone yeah. to see it uh, in the oh, cinema no. when I was in New York, but yeah. it was sold out already, I think. Missing That's really... That's flipped the whole script for me, man, because I thought it was uh, really intimate, closed off, like, these people, like, really, like, working together and, like, you know... Oh, I think there's still a big element of that. I think yeah. it's preserving the moment. I think Neil yeah. thought that he got those songs right in the right. first take, well, in sure. that live take. Sure. And since he records all his shows, if he thinks that that's the best take, then why wouldn't he use it? Good point, man. I think he stripped, stripped off the crowd noise and it's just a take of the song. Good point. Well made, man. And I know why green is blue so much we didn't do Oh, I know why green is blue And Neil said in an interview that he's got a pretty solid rhythm when he's playing solo. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah sure. And, sure. and he said that Ralph was really he's good He's like at... a metronome, he's got like a yeah. his mind, he's got the fake block. And he said that Ralph Molina was really good at just adjusting to kind of Neil's mistakes mm. and playing along with him and following the groove, which is exactly what Ralph does. It's all about the mistakes, man, on yeah. the Crazy Horse Records. Man. Oh man, I, I, so for example, I think Neil released a double A-side single to accompany the new record, one of which is a new track called Truth Kills, which is a cool kind of sounding song. He rips off a riff to Hey Hey My My on it. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it's got like bait lyrics like don't want to be great again the first time was good enough uh, you can see why he left off the album when, kind of what, when they had head. slaves yeah yeah more than a couple of storms to make life good while the planet warms water wars are coming I don't want to be great again First time was good enough. Truth kills in a world of lies. So I'll be speaking up. And then the B side of it is Rainbow of Colors. And I listened to this solo live version of Rainbow of Colors performed on electric guitar. And I thought, hang on, that's the fucking that's the studio version. So it turns out that the studio version is just like, I guess, Crazy Horse playing along to Neil. The remix. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The Crazy Horse remix. And you know what? I thought, God, Ralph is a bit unsteady on this one. Now you can see it's not Ralph's fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's not. It's on Neil's. Neil's totally in control or whatever. Rainbow yeah. of Colors is an interesting way in, because I think, was that the first single or the second single? Second single, Milky I'm, Way. Milk. I, I made that mistake on the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's probably my least favourite song on the album, yeah. like putting the album together and hearing Fate, it, man. because it's on the nose. There's know. a rainbow of colours. I was trying to uh, ex USA. explore the metaphor, but like, I can't be fucking bothered, man. You know, like, It's not that interesting, really. But, 
It's it's you know you get what it's about. It's very it is yeah. on the nose, like you say. But that's one of, that makes a lot of sense that the band was like playing along to a voice memo or like a, a track of him. Yeah, it, you know. it's a live performance, I think. Actually, I prefer the live solo version because you can hear the audience responding to Neil and then mm. kind of feeding back off each other. When he sings the line about the walls are all gone, there's mm. a huge response from the audience. And it feels like, you know, some of those classic Phil Oaks recordings. Yeah. But this I can tell you We the people are strong We know that our brothers and our sisters in song will always sing with us and will always be strong when the people have spoken and the walls are all gone. There's a rainbow of yeah, yeah. Phil Oaks is obviously one of Neil's favourite artists, yeah. and Phil Oaks did a lot of kind of political songs where either they would be recorded in front of a live audience who would whoop along accordingly with the message, or mm. he would fabricate that live feeling in the studio, which of course many <laughs> artists have done, including Tom Waits with Nighthawks. Yeah, and yeah, Diner. yeah, of course. Um, I was going to say the Jeff Rosenstock record that came out this year, the live. Oh album. yeah, I didn't get a chance. Thanks, to sorry. To I think you'd really love it actually. But one of my favourite records of the year, and it's got a great live record, largely for the presence of the audience on the record, both for like singing along. I guess if they were hearing the songs for the first time, Jeff Rosenstock isn't that different to Phil Oaks in terms of what he's trying to talk about. He's trying to talk about issues for workers and issues for people who rent houses and stuff like that, right? And yeah. Like taking quite a broad look at social issues in America. Okay. Um, but in a sort of punk pop punk setting or whatever a lot of the music is quite personal as well but the people are really singing along you know and that that's what i really okay. appreciate about it is mixing the crowd way up when they're singing along they're a part of the band and when he's cracking joke <laughs> it, they're laughing at it and that's on the record says that he's mixing apparently it's such a small venue that you can hear the waitresses tipping the glasses into yeah. bins and stuff only <laughs> and serves to enhance the vibe 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah colorado 
I loved it as an album. We haven't talked about any of the songs. Yeah, yeah. We, we, need, we need to actually just talk, just talk about what's the, what the music on this album. Yeah, what's it about? I put it on in the studio when I was working and the first song, Think of Me, someone was like, yeah. when's this from? I'm like, today, or whatever. Like, it came out yesterday. Timeless, yeah, literally. It's unfashionable music. It will never be fashionable, but it will never be the least cool music either because it just sounds like what music sounds like. That is dope, man. That's really cool to hear, I think. When you, it, beautiful way to express it. If you get, it's just what fucking acoustic guitar and harmonica and like shit sounds like, you know? So yeah. that raw in the room sound. People complain about certain artists like making the same record over and over again, but this is a really good example of the familiarity being a really beautiful thing yeah i well i loved it because it is a kind of it feels kind of rocking in a way but it's like an acoustic track it's folky yeah it makes you think this album's going to be like harvest moon which it definitely isn't no or the same with beautiful bluebird on chrome dreams 2 performs a very similar function i would say you know know what fucking shreds about think of me is the way that when he sings the line i can gallop across that open prairie all the horse starts singing along with him. Hell yeah. So the horse is singing about galloping along the road. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, I thought that was so cool. And I, and the thing was, I could imagine Neil having a little chuckle at that. Wait. Like, that's so cool what we've done there. You think it's a chuckle. I think it's like a banging on the table. Like, hang on, like, you know, the, the moment in the movie where, like, <laughs> Dewey Cox stands up and is like, it's going to be a long hard walk (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 nobody ever said it's gonna be easy it's hard it ain't easy to walk to the top of a mountain it's a long hard walk it's a rocky road but i plan on walking oh i'm gonna walk hard i will walk hard Walk hard. I I was thinking of like when I listened to a Neil Young bootleg the other day and he counted in a song like one, two, six. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, That kind of shit will never not be funny. Just I'm just gonna bring it back one sec because the Jeff Rosenstock live album opens with a a countdown from twenty. He's like twenty, nineteen, da da da. Yeah. 12, 11, 8, 10, 4, or something like that. <laughs> and people are like laughing on the track and shit like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Goofy it's, shit. I would say, see, I keep thinking that the tracks on this album are in a different order to what they are. Because mm. 
I think that She Showed Me Love as track two is kind of bad track placement. If it's the only long song on the album, I think, putting it as track two, I think it's going to put a lot of people off the album. And, you know, fair, you know, if, it, they're, if they're fucking melts and they can't get through a 13-minute horse jam, then fuck them, I suppose. But they might turn that song off five seconds in. I think it's a fascinating tune. It starts out with Neil saying, You might think I'm an old white guy. I'm an old white guy. You might say I'm an old white guy. I'm an old white guy. You might say that. But the song is about I saw old white guys trying to kill Mother Nature and like trying yeah. to reconcile him being like if he's thinking about like identity politics or whatever. Like, yeah. He's trying to reconcile his own identity with like the people who are destroying the planet. Uh, of the planet, the you planet know? he holds dear. Which is a pretty interesting thing for Neil Young to write a song you, about, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know that line I saw Mother Nature pushing Earth in a baby carriage. If I tell you what I see, what I see, you might not believe me. What I see, Cause I saw Mother Nature pushing Earth in a baby carriage. In a baby Very Soviet metaphor, by the way. Oh, so that didn't occur to me. You know that song in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping? Oh no, or it could be the final track with Michael Bolton where they're just like, a fish playing guitar or whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it just it just felt like Neil Young, like it, just the craziest image you can find. It's just like the way he says it as well. It's just like he's thinking, this will blow your mind. Oh, it's like crazy, extraordinary thoughts or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. it. These are a few of my incredible thoughts. That's literally what it made me think. What if a butterfly was made out of butter? These small thoughts could destroy Big Brother. The world's cutest kitten just hugging a dog. Just one of many of. Uh, our incredible thoughts. What if one thought could kill the people? What if one song could end all evil? Imagine if a fish could play guitar and also sing. It would sound bizarre like My name is Mr. Fish. Yeah. These guys' thoughts have granted my wish. Oh yeah. But to be fair, I heard a live acoustic version of the song and he does all the lyrics and are kind of laugh lines in a yeah, live in yeah, a live yeah. context. It's just that it's a fucking barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> the way they arrange <laughs> I really like She Showed Me Love though. It's it's a good subject matter for a 13 minute like wig out. Yeah. And I ain't heard that from you before. Yeah. In a way. 
Yeah, it's an interesting track. I do like how they just, they steal like a couple of bars of the When You Dance I Can Really Love riff for the chorus. They insert it quite well into the chorus. It feels almost like a sample. Classic Crazy Horse song. Right, it's like a song. It's all one song. It's all the same song. I'm just looking at the lyrics now. It's the art of lyrical punkers, you know. Wow. The endless scroll of just like she showed me love. <laughs> they don't even go like times 128 or whatever. I, I feel like they didn't need to repeat the title line over the whole jam. I just like how he d there's a couple of ones where it's like you might say this and then he doesn't even have anything to say about that. <laughs> you might like, say, I'm a few bricks short of a load. And then he just like repeats it. And <laughs> what does like, that mean? Hmm, you're kind of right or whatever. Like he doesn't respond to it. He's like, you might say this and then like doesn't. There's no riposte. It doesn't have anything to do with like Mother Nature. Yeah. It's just like, you could say I'm a few bricks short of a load. Yeah, but to be fair, I, I thought the song would be another kind of like story tone style, really sappy teenage style lo yeah, love ballad yeah, to Daryl yeah. Hannah. Not that I don't, I, re I do, I really like Daryl Hannah. Shout out Daryl. I, I, think, I think her and Neil's relationship is very cute, but Neil's written some shit songs about it, <laughs> quite frankly. Tumbleweed. Um, yeah, Tumbleweed is an atrocious song, and I hate how he closes shows with it. He does it as an encore. On the uke. Imagine how disappointing. Who does he think he is? Eddie Vedder or something? He comes what back the with fuck? his ukulele. <laughs> God. Oh, Eddie Vedder did a whole album of that shit, didn't he? Yeah. Long way from the fucking Merkin Bull days, man. I got it. What a fucking tune. Best song of all time. Yeah, but then actually after She Showed Me Love, there's probably my favourite song on the album, Olden Days, which I think is just such a lovely, poignant song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's an interview... Nice recording as well. Oh, definitely. And just the arrangement is great. The electric guitar sound on it, the yeah. two distorted guitars. Neil Sofgren is like a virtuoso player, but mm. his playing on this record is extraordinarily understated. And yeah. Subtle. He knows what the role in Crazy Horse for him is. There's not a role for a guy wanking away on the guitar in Crazy Horse. It's just interesting because they sound like the kind of guitar parts that you would like find in the edit, right? Or like yeah. you'd reduce, reduce, reduce to the point where like only the notes that really matter are like the little bits that are like cool. Yeah. But I don't think he'd get away with doing that kind of thing on a Crazy Horse record. I think he probably just like knew exactly when and when not to play the guitar, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. As opposed to, they're not doing overdubs, they're probably not doing that many edits either. You know? There's a lovely bit of like interplay on Olden Days when Neil, it's not exactly a solo because it's, what it's, I mean it is, it's the same melody. It's like Thin Lizzy or something like that, you know? Yeah, like but, a, um, but Neil solid. goes, do, 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 and then Nils will go, ding, ding, ding. Right. You know, and it's right. just a lovely like cool and respectful kind of guitar thing that they're doing. Some are here with me right now Some have 
disappeared somewhere. The song is just such a nice, poignant song. You can, you know, Neil's talking about always where did all the people go? Why did they fade away from me? They mean so much to me, and now I know that they're here to stay in my heart. You know, he's thinking about Ben Keith and Rick Roses and about Peggy and about all the, you know, all the people he's lost. Push me to the edge, all my friends are dead. Is that? No, it's like a little Uzi. It's <laughs> like what, what Neil Young song is that? <laughs> <laughs> My man's on his way, by the way. <laughs> I like the jamming on that song. That song is like one of the best ones for olden days. Yeah. And it's got a nice piano over it. It's like a good well. crazy horse song. Ding, 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 yeah. Ding. Yeah. You know, people forget the crazy horse. There's like the mammoth long jam, but then they do this line of like lovely melodic like garage rock. Zuma's the yeah, Zuma's the best rock. record in all guys. Yeah. If you don't know that already, it, it, it's true. Exactly. That's all you need to know. That that covers everything. That is a lot like this record. Yeah, I think it exactly. It's that mode of, of more melodic horse. Like people have compared it to everybody knows this is nowhere but that if anything mm. that's more of a barn burner kind of album because it's got the it's only got seven songs and two of them are fucking huge like i just can't imagine what it would be like to pick up everybody knows this is nowhere like oh the solo album from the guy from buffalo springs <laughs> yeah this could be cool oh, and then I, you I hear heard, it and be like what i hell? heard his first solo album it was just all these like sappy songs with like yeah. loads of overdubs and he's singing really softly on it then it's like whoa <laughs> The next track on it is Told Me Lose My Mind, which is a killer fucking hard rocker. I love it, it's so much better than the Tory House song Help Me Lose My Mind by Disclosure. <laughs> Neil posted on his website that it's about PTSD. He said it's about like trying to me shake forget. off bad memories. That's interesting. He, he literally said PTSD, like that that and, um, he stated that. I don't I don't know if he's there I was thinking it was just himself, like a, but... a throwaway song about getting fucked up or whatever. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just a kind of thing of like, you know, love sending you so crazy or something, you mm. know. Mm. He's going to buy a new television and... Th that's buy a new he's display talking about He's talking about the flat earthers and stuff. Make the sky look like the earth of is which flat. I count, of which I count myself a card-carrying <laughs> member, by the way. I need someone to sort this out. Yeah, like, okay, fair enough. Fair enough, I didn't, that's a bit of a surprising one to me. I thought it was one of the more humorous and also fucking hard tunes on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he's talking about, you know, it's in a humorous way, but he's talking about, you know, wanting to change your perception of, yeah. of the world yeah. and everything around you. But it's great, you know, it's got nice harmony by Billy Talbot, I, although there's space for another harmony on there, so whenever, whenever, mm. they, whenever I listen to it, I always find myself filling in that gap on one of the best tunes on the record though and I love that trailer for the mountaintop film where it's just they play like 10 seconds of it and then it cuts to like Neil shouting what the, the fuck is this it's <laughs> <laughs> too fucking quiet um <laughs> Thank you. 
turn this fucking thing off. If this is all you can do, I don't fucking need it. No, no, uh, yeah, This I, is one time when I want you guys to just go bang and we're doing it. Do it okay. right on Neil's vocal mic. Check, one, two, louder. Gotta find myself a new television. This is a band. You can't fucking hear. This is not a fucking recording. Yeah, one of the hardest tunes on the record, I think. Definitely. Let me lose my mind. You got your favourite green is blue next. Oh, I love this shit. This is where, on my first listen, and it came out on the same day as like Jesus is King and like the Swans album and like loads of other stuff yeah. that I was like pretty excited to listen to. But obviously I had to go for Neil first. Yeah. Straight after one of the blunded prep parties. So I was like super hungover on the <laughs> But um I was like enjoying that shit, getting high, and then Green as Blue came on and I was like, Oh, this is kind of something different. Yeah, for so Neil, like for a crazy horse record at least. We heard the warning call. Ignored them. We watched the weather change. We saw the fires and floods. We saw the people rise, dividing. We fought each other while we lost our coveted prize. There's so much we did. Building on a live piano and vocal track that Neil yeah. did at yeah. one of the Crazy Horse shows, yeah. and it's got Neil doing some vibes on it. I like the use of vibes. My favourite instrument. They got yeah. some lovely ding ding, and of course Neil's long used vibes on tracks like Will to Love uh, added a kind of psychedelic tone to many of his tunes. Yeah, it's literally time. my favourite instrument. I wish he'd made a collab record with Milt Jackson or Bobby Hutchison one day. Milk. Well, Milk Jackson. Milk Jackson. <laughs> Milk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just brought. Um, Milk. I've just brought the legendary bags. As I said, Milk man. Jackson into the Mike Gapes extended the universe. Show must go on. <laughs> yeah. Then we got shut it down. The worst song on the disposable album. track. I feel the new single. The piece of crap of it. Is it the new single? It's the new single, and it's the. Uh, <laughs> It's the one that I've been getting ads for with Amazon Presents Neil Young talking on his new single, Shut It Down. <laughs> Definitely the most cliched song on the record. Oh, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the filler songs on the last Promise of a Real record. Yeah. It bit... sounds like a parody of late period Neil Young music as well. Like, Gotta clue... shut the whole system clueless, clueless old dude who really believes in what he's doing, but like no one's hearing it, like tree falling in the woods and stuff. Or Thinking whatever. about it, though, I quite like it. I mean, it's just it's kind of... What about the birds and bees? Have to shut the whole system down. Three 
reminiscent of, of Beaver Rain. And it's it's kind of it's just like it sounds chaotic. It's just like the horse is just falling to pieces. Big, big Gemini and I don't know it shit about astrology, but I believe that's Gemini or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and it shut it. Do you know down. his star sign? Do you know his chart? Neil Young. I'm sure there'll be some listeners who are really desperate to know. Yeah. <laughs> they probably know already, to be honest. I don't know. Then, uh, of course, you have the milk keyway, which it sounds like the horse jamming in the studio. Sounds yeah. like just Neil and Nils on electric guitars. It's a great it's a great song. Cool riff. This Absolutely. and Green is Blue, the two most like painterly songs on the record. Uh, it's jokes, man. I downloaded a bootleg of one of his 2019 shows mm. where he was premiering some of these songs mm. in his acoustic set. Mm. And he plays Milky Way acoustically and everyone thinks it's Cowgirl in the sound. I think they're in different keys. I think Milky Way is, is like in D or E minor, yeah. whereas Calgo on the Sand is A minor. But they sound, the chord, the way the chord progression goes is like the same. That's so fire. <laughs> these kind of tunes like epic psychedelic like hard rock songs or whatever yeah and there's this amazing video of them when they only had like a crazy horse style like four piece lineup sometimes they have like seven people on stage mm. and, like in the daytime in a record store like playing i can't even remember but they're playing either down by the river or cowgirl in the yeah center. i've seen some videos <clears> of them covering neil before, and then but they're playing it's on youtube either it's like cowgirl in the sand and then the first line he sings is like, be on my... Like, yeah. even he doesn't know what one he's doing. It's all one song. <laughs> yeah, they all sound yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Thinking is stinking. <laughs> if you think too much about the music, 
then it's gonna lose the magic. He is he's hundred percent that though. He's just this, it's his spirit playing those music that those musics, you know. Yeah, man. It's his spirit playing those tunes. Any more thoughts on Milky Way? Oh, but the the, the fucking middle eight on Milky Way is the same basically as Carnival on the last Promise of a Real Record. You're probably right. Flying <laughs> through the air. He does that kind of stuff Three. a lot. Yeah, it's it's all one song. The starry night. singing and he just sings the wrong note which is like the best moments of any new York yeah I, I mean I, I really like Milky Way I think it's a bit of a grower on me I thought it was very low key when it came out but you know it's one of it's like... a crazy first single for like your probably most like complete and professional sick rock album yeah. To be like, oh, I'm going to have this tune that kind of sounds like Songs Are Higher or like Low or something. Like. Yeah, it's got that kind of like stark sound. It's so it. stark and he's singing so quietly. Like, yeah. Again, what's the opposite of a breakthrough? Because that's that. And it's sick. A lot of kind of talk singing on this album as well. Like, she, she was walking around. I need to know if he listens to Sun Kill Moon, dude. Neil he... doesn't listen to anything, man. No, there's that, chap- there's that chapter in the worst <laughs> book of all time where he's like, there's some bands I like, like Sonic Youth and Wilco and My Morning Jacket and Mumford and Mumford Sons. And yeah, 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 yeah. Mumford and Sons, yeah, but yeah. he just shouts out some good. He, yeah. A lot of the bands, I think, like, yeah, he's probably, oh, they had... played The Bridge. Yeah, well, it's true, actually, if they played The Bridge, then yeah. it's like, yeah. Were you going to say something about Owen Hathaway? Yeah, in his legendary book, The Ministry of Nostalgia. Great book. Owen Hathaway compared my dad to Mumford and Sons <laughs> which is so funny man that's jokes, so jokes did you show him that uh, no I didn't actually bring it up I showed my mum <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great book though I, yeah. love, I love Owen Hathaway yeah, really as an editor write that book. and a writer and I mean, it's really good he's sick uh, we, should, anyway, we should get through yeah, these songs there's <laughs> ten of them we're nearly there Eternity is next woke up this morning in a house of love the birds were singing in the sky above The dogs were barking and the deer were free And we were living in a house of love Woke up this morning in a house of love Oh, fortunate me I hope we're living in a house of love For eternity probably say olden days is but uh, olden days and think of me and then i say eternity is probably three well, but eternity's got the fucking 
special instrument on it. It's got the tap dancing, because it's got that little bit where they go clickety-clack. I didn't know that was tap dancing until you told me. Yeah, well, apparently Neil was showing Nils and the lads. He had them over for dinner before they were recording, and he was showing them the demo, Mm. and Nils, he started tap dancing to it. Because Nils, he had a hip replacement a few years ago, so he had to stop doing his legendary trampolining that he used to always do on stage. Or just jumping up and down. Yeah, he had too many falls, fucked up his hips. Classic, classic. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so he took day. up tap dancing to give himself a new pursuit. Uh, I can't believe this album has a vibraphone and tap dancing on it. Literally, my two musical like <laughs> kinks or whatever. So you got this lovely. You got it's that so in, in time with the music. They yeah. don't use it in like a Brit. Like I'd love it if there was some sort of like tap solo with like yeah, really yeah. intense rhythms. Like you look like I love Gene Kelly. Like the bits in those tunes, just in like a ten-minute crazy horse jam when taps <laughs> That would be sick. But what do you think? Do you think clickety clack was like that's an overdub that wasn't part of the song? Then they like put it in after. Uh, yeah, I, well, I don't know. But I, what I have to do is I'll have to listen to one of Neil's live versions that he did before the. Yes, you will. Out, because you know they might even be playing along to one of those live versions. There's a chance. I love it. <laughs> Then you've got Rainbow of Colours, greatest song on the album. The new national anthem. The old USA. The new national anthem. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it could be a pro LGBT song, which would be quite sick. I think, Neil. I think it is intended to be. I think these days, Neil. That's kind of how I read it. Very pro. I think pro racial equality as well, but yeah. I think it's meant to be a general kind of, hey, fuck you, Donald Trump, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to say. Fuck you, Donald Trump on a track. He would definitely have said it by now. I think. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he he don't, he's, no, has. he's like Drake, isn't he? He, he like... had he had a lock him up song on the Visitor. Is it? Yeah, Neil Neil hates Trump. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Very openly. <laughs> he hates everyone. He hates all these politicians. Yeah, one of the filler tracks in the Visitor was just him and Promise of a Real, just like lock him up. Dun, dun. Lock Did him they up. meant? Did they mention Donald Trump? Though, they say? It's definitely about Trump. I don't think they literally That's say That's what they say about Donald Drake songs, Trump. though. You know, like, all the people on Rap Genius, they're like, who, he's definitely who, talking about Travis Scott and this is shit. He talk, is, it like, is, he, is he talking about David Crosby? He's talking about David Crosby, Lock dude. Him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fraud, that rat. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> So you've got a rainbow of colours, which yeah is a strange kind of spectacle of like crazy horse trying to play along with this solo electric <laughs> live Neil recording with crowd noise stripped out. Yeah. Also, Neil's vocals on Rainbow of Colours are terrible, shaky, so off key. Blue notes. It's as ag- micro tuning. It's agonising, man. It's like. Apex Twin, it said in an interview a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> Westerners are fucked because they just hear the same song over and over again. 
they're addicted to the tyranny of uh, equal temperament, you know, the way that notes on like a synthesizer are all pitched. Oh, right, yeah. Whereas string players or whatever, they like go between that or whatever. Ah. Like, he tries to like detune his notes to make. I think that's total bullshit, to be honest. <laughs> but he thinks people are stupid because they like hearing chords or whatever. Like, familiar chords. Interesting, I guess. That's anyway, like... if that's your problem, you should listen to Neil Young because whenever he just sings the wrong note or like slightly doesn't quite hit yeah, that I mean, high note. His sense of pitch isn't that bad, but I feel like that... He's, he... no jo- he's not Jonathan Richmond, but he's not, you know. I feel like he just wrote that song in just like the wrong... I, I feel like Bob Dylan's got a great sense of pitch. It's just yeah. when Bob Dylan sings different melodies, he's singing them in tune. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like but... licks. It's like... His voice, using his voice as an instrument. Yeah, I feel like Neil maybe just wrote the song like slightly too high or something. That's definitely what happened. There's a rainbow of colors in the old USA. No one's gonna whitewash those colors. Some might tell me that there's not room for all, and they should just go back to the places they fall. It's obviously got the melody of We've Got On Our Side of Dylan, which Dylan probably stole from someone as well. Yeah. That is how folk music works. And then you've got the final track on the record, I Do, which again, I thought this was going to be another like really sappy story tone style pan to Daryl Hannah, but it's actually a lovely song with Neil questioning whether God exists and the environment. <clears throat> he, did his, he did his Bergman like, winter light. Yeah, we live in a society. It's definitely that song, isn't it? Why do I believe in you? It's the kind of like the chorus. Yeah, it's one of the most interesting songs he's done recently I think in it's terms so of just being all encompassing it's a great yeah. last tune for this album it's so hushed yeah it's, it's like just it feels like he's kind of just like thumbed running along the Again, strings uh, what's it Through My Sails is the last tune on Zuma and that's a very similar exactly it, it, the way, it feels like the way he's playing is just kind of like yeah like that Elliot Smith yeah 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 really 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 quiet and simple and the horse the... is playing super slow I 
was gassed about this album because it was going to be like a loud album with like 13 minute long crazy songs. Yeah. It was the quiet moments that really made me realise how sick this record is because yeah, it's man. like, he just takes you there, you know, he doesn't do it abusively. He doesn't make you get really close to the speaker or whatever so you can hear it, but it's truly intimate music. Yeah. And he's very free with his songwriting and he's very free with the music making and he's not afraid to do that, which is sick. Absolutely, man. And yeah, just like the variety of the album, the fact that it's got it's got some heavy songs and some soft songs, and <coughs> it's got some political yeah. songs and some personal songs yeah. and songs that are both. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he does the Billy Bragg thing, with, you know, or the Jeff Rosenstock thing, or Martha, or any of these great people who like really talk. I mean, I don't know about how personal the political is when you're like a millionaire who lives on a farm or whatever no like how affected you are by like living in a society or whatever but <laughs> yeah neil young writes songs that make you feel like he is yeah, is yeah I, cool, I think you know? yeah he's he's affected by what he sees going on around him at least emotionally well, he's got a twitter yeah. account or whatever you know <laughs> yeah well he's got his archives anyway yeah and so it's like i mean i i just think it's so good to get you know a really good new crazy horse album at this point in time yeah it's I, 50 years in the continuum though like there aren't that many bad crazy horse records i've said before <laughs> like that's not really a crazy horse record though it doesn't have nah, a bunch this one doesn't, doesn't have, have a bunch on but it, nils but. is it nils is horse it's greendale is probably the worst one and i adore greendale yeah okay fair I say, like, oh life Never listen to it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight is simps, man. Sounds a bit less yeah, dated than Landing on Water. Landing on Water is cool. Landing on Water has got... Is it Chris Dave? D'Angelo's drummer playing drums on that shit? Steve Jordan? Steve Jordan, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he played he, for... It's Keith Richards' other songwriting partner. He's, he's also in the John Mayer, Jimi Hendrix oh, is cover, he? cover band. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Him and Pino. Pino and, Paladino. And, I think that's why I thought he was D'Angelo's drummer. Oh, right. Well, maybe he has drummed with Landing, Wa- Landing on Water is alright. I like the, the production. I think yeah, it's good right. 80s production. <laughs> Hippie Dream, one of the classic Crosby disses yeah. out there. I wish there were more of those. Yeah, man. Thanks for making all this happen again. kind of ticks all the boxes that I could have wanted from a Neil Young album and also created a couple of boxes that I didn't know I wanted to have tick. Mother Nature pushing earth in a baby carriage etc. I, I wasn't expecting to hear him say you might say I'm an old white guy. He's got these incredible thoughts you man. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest of all time. Yeah man I just, it's like so great to get new songs like Olden Days which just really hit the spot for me. I've said this before but it's very poignant yeah. and just that combination of melody of a like lovely simple melody and crunchy guitars and yeah. nice little piano and vibes touches and tap dancing and the other songs <laughs> and stuff and, and there's a great I, I think it might be the Rolling Stone 
end of the decade mm. 1979 summary of Neil Young's 70s or something. Oh, when he was artist of the decade. Yeah, that. something like that. And and they describe his lyrics, or it might have even been in a review of Lenoy's, mm. or maybe Alexis Petridis is one he wrote yeah, in The yeah, Guardian yeah. at the time. But someone described Neil's lyrics as a mixture of hackneyed rhymes and brilliant imagery. I think that's quite a So true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like, true. can't deny it. So true. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. He's not out here making up neologisms. He's using the language that we have. And yeah, neologisms. 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 Exactly. Neologisms. I think we're neologists. I hope Gapesologists. so. Neologists. Yeah, you are certainly a gapesologist. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so I mean, really good to get a new Neil Young and Crazy Horse record at this point. Yeah. I actually hope, like, he's been hinting out in the archives they do another one at some point. Sick. You know? <clears> I think, like, I hope they tour. And yeah. I hope to hear these tunes live because they would actually be really good live, I think. I hope their tour isn't hit by the kind of terrible luck their last two ones were as well. Third time lucky. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. That is actually really deep. But I would love to hear these songs live. I feel like this album could be like... If Neil Young lives for another 30, 40 years, which would be sick, obviously. Yeah. I hope these songs could fit into the set list in the way that the Ragged Glory ones constantly get brought out whatever band he's in. Like, oh, definitely. Fun to play and, like, interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I always think is a bit of a shame with Neil, that his songs from any particular album can drop off after that. Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. case with, to be fair, most kind of historic artists. Most bands, to be honest. Like, yeah. I think no one's ever going to have the same favourite song on an album unless it's, like, a pretty bad album, right? You know? Mm. Like, you make good albums um, it's for the, the set list geeks you know ultimately yeah absolutely but then it really is cool like when he did a show promise of a real in 2018 where he just played half of Lenoise, including yeah, two, two tracks off it that he'd never played live before yes yeah, and he did them with the band so it was a whole different arrangement of these songs as well when he was doing the nych tour as well they were playing like big time scattered yeah. broken arrow um, deep cuts. over and over yeah really sick deep cuts you know talking about a friend of mine he doesn't forget about these songs like Robert Bolo. Yeah, I think, well, the archives helps him. And also, if he says he uses Sugar Mountain, you know, the Neil Young setless website yeah. that some fans run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently Neil himself finds it very useful. Word. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. You create a Neil Young fan site and Neil himself is, is like, this is That's the, <laughs> what do they call it in those American movies? Total singularity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking vindicated. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think we'd better wrap up, but that's Colorado by Neil Young, Crazy Horse, new album. 
go listen to it. I'm sit. I'm really happy that it's such a good album. Yeah. Um, Jack, anytime you want me on your podcast, talk about Neil Young. I'm down. I love this shit. Absolutely, Thanks man. So much. That's like four plus hours talking about. Neil yeah, Young. yeah, yeah. It's already. it's a great bunch of material. I think. Thank you, bro. No, man. Thanks for coming on. It's it's been excellent as always. Um, go check out Phil Graves. Yeah, man. Kind of stuff. Film Graves. We're coming back doing this shit. And yeah. Right. Cheers, <laughs> folks. Enjoy. <laughs> Lots of love, comrades. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Where have you been, my long lost friend? We haven't talked since way back when. How's life with your new love? I hope she's something from above Something happened yesterday I need to talk to you Now I'm finding out you moved away I'm reaching out to you today I saw you walking
it's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. 